We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. It's another episode of Best Friends. Best Friends. Another episode of Best Friends. I am Sashir Zameda. <laughs> I am Nicole Byer. And we are here to talk to you about life. Do you think anyone's ever actually confused when we do that? When we, like, <laughs> say each other's name and then they just keep track of our voice throughout the whole episode. And they're like, well, that doesn't sound like what Nicole would do. Like, <laughs> Honestly, I hope. I hope there's someone out there really confused right now that's like, whoa, so she really sounds like Nicole today. <laughs> they seem like they swapped. They must be really good friends because sometimes they sound like <laughs> the other person. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about how when we were roller skating yesterday, I flew into a curb because oh, yes. I couldn't figure out how to stop and you couldn't figure out how to try to <laughs> guide me into a stop. Yeah. Yeah, we went roller skating yesterday and it was so so fun. Uh we found we tried to go to the tennis court. <laughs> but can't do that. They no. were filled with tennis patrons and uh-huh. then there was a big sign that said these t- courts are only for tennis. And mm-hmm. so we re- knew that's not where we belonged. Mm-hmm. And they found another parking lot that pretty much was just a hill. It was like one <laughs> but like a deceitful hill. It was like a slow slope mm-hmm. and then I got to, like, the middle part where there was, like, a median where trees were, and the ground was very smooth and flat. And I was like, Nicole, come on. You should you should get down here. And, and, and then you, just, you started rolling, and you were picking up speed. And I just <laughs> was – I was like, I know she's going to fall, and I don't I, – there's no words I can think of to s- describe how to slow down or stop. And And, yeah, we were just both, like – Looking at each other like, we know this is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hit but the curve and, and fell. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was like, yeah. oh, boy, this impact is not going to be okay. But then it was fine. It was fine. Got my wrist guards on. Got my knee pads on. You're well protected. Yeah. Yes. But I think I figured out how to stop. I think when you put your toes together, like mm-hmm. pigeon-footed, yeah. that stops you or it slows you down at least. Yeah. 
that works. was fun to to discover. And you're doing a little um, in and out mm-hmm. weaving with your foot, with your, with your feet, and that was yeah. good. Yes, and you were going backwards, which was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, 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 wow. We are well on our way to becoming roller skating queens who skate yeah. down hills outdoors in thongs. Oh. Oh, I you don't want to wear that. a thong? I didn't know that we're, we the thong was a uniform that you didn't we had know chosen already. We're wearing thongs? <laughs> I don't even wear thongs really in life. Oh, but it's just for roller skating. Oh, I see. I just gotta get my sport. <laughs> Your sport roller thong. skating thong. <laughs> okay, I guess we don't have to wear thongs. Yeah, I want to wear shorts. Okay. What if um, I fall on the side of my butt and then get scratched by asphalt? We're gonna be so good at that point. Thongs are only coming out when we're like, we haven't fallen in weeks. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Then you came to my place and we watched United Skates on oh, Hulu. Boy. What a great fucking documentary. Yeah. Uh, we found out that white people took skating from us. <laughs> I mean, surprise, surprise. <laughs> it was really incredible to like, I knew roller skating was a part of the black community, but I didn't know how much of it was a part of the black community. Yeah. Because um, I knew in the 80s, a lot of hip-hop artists who couldn't perform in mainstream venues would perform at, like, uh, roller skating places. And then in the documentary, they were like, if you can't, you know, pack out a roller skating rink and kill there, you couldn't fucking do anything anywhere. Like, yeah. that was your test, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I thought that was, like, so fun. And then we learned that uh, black roller skating nights at roller skating rinks are called adult nights. yeah. Which is it's so coded. weird. Yeah, they would they, language. Because they didn't want to, well, I guess when roller skating rinks had to be integrated, they still didn't really want it to be integrated. So they would mm-hmm. have black nights and call it like soul night, R&B night, uh, gospel night, funk night. And then and then adult night is the name mm-hmm. that stuck for, for years. Where the, That's where the black people go mm-hmm. during the week. And we also learned that roller skating rinks during non-adult nights. Oh, like, during adult nights, they would have, like, fucking all this security that they didn't have other mm-hmm. nights. Uh, you had, like, to get patted down at some places. And then they do, it like, a coded thing where they're, like, no small wheels. Because small wheels are, like, a black thing. I don't know yeah. why. I think it's so you could do tricks. Because yeah, black yeah. people, we learned that there's different types of skating in, for, like, the different regions. And some of them, you need smaller skates, no stop to, like, do the tricks. And that, like, roller rings are like, sorry, can't do that here. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well that you like to skate on those and you're not going to rent their skates, so you're just going to leave, which is what yeah. happened in the documentary. Yeah. Um, it was just so interesting, like, all of the coded fucking weird language that they used for shit. Yeah. And then a lot of them closed, and there's, like, ghost town yes. roller rinks across yes. the country. They, like, closed because— the taxes got too high or mm-hmm. it got rezoned or the community didn't want it there anymore because too many people or too many black people were gathering. Mm-hmm. But then nothing replaced it. So it's like, yeah, th- you're not even making more money. Yeah, you would rather just have empty land than make money because black people wanted to patron your establishment. Yeah. It's so fucked up. But World on Wheels was in the documentary 
I don't remember if it was Black-owned, but it's back and it's in Venice. Mm-hmm. Um, Moonlight Roller Rink is showcased negatively in the yeah. documentary. And I was yeah. bummed because that's the place I went when I discovered I wanted to roller skate again. So yeah. I think I'll probably just drive to Venice to go to World of, uh, what is it, World on Wheels? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just so fucking interesting. And then like the tricks people did were so cool. I was like, oh, why wouldn't you want these cool black people doing tricks in your fucking roller rink? Yeah, it was like acrobatic. Yes. People were like skating on their toe, like yes. like doing flips, pulling up, like do, basically swing dancing, pulling people like yes. through their legs, up in the air. It was amazing. Oh, I loved it. And then there was this one skating place where um, one of the owners had put, like, black leaders at, like, not at eye level for adults, at eye level for kids. And I was like, I fucking love that. Because, like, of course, a kid would, like, hug the wall because they're, you know, learning how to skate. But it's like, as they hug the wall, they could learn about, like, Fred Hampton or, like, Oprah. Mm -hmm. It was just, like, it was a wide range of, like, black people of notoriety. I just... Yeah, yeah, man. I fucking love skating, dude. But, I mean, roller skating itself is, like, having a comeback, quote-unquote. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, headlines that are, like, skating is trendy again. So, hopefully, that means, like, people get so excited that rinks start getting revamped and mm-hmm. rebought, and, you know, allow adult nights to be a thing, or at least allow a space where Black communities can really... <laughs> feel like there's a community Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And an interesting thing about it was, so Skateland was a place, and then I think World on Wheels was, uh, like, the Crips territory. Yeah. I don't remember whose territory was which, but, like, once one of them closed, the other one, all of the Crips and Bloods were like, let's just, this is our neutral territory. We don't start shit here because we want this place to stay open. And I was like, I mean, if gangs, rival gangs can put aside their differences to roller skate, <laughs> like, let us fucking roller skate. Like, yeah, imagine, like, I'm going to kill you on a Tuesday, <laughs> but today is adult night. So we're going to skate together and you die, to, you die Tuesday. Right? Take a, take a page out of the Crips book, white people. <laughs> <laughs> There should be a neutral territory. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, but I'm, I think it's like exciting to learn how to skate outside because then I think once we get in a ring, wow, it's over for all these hoes. Because wow. we've skated on the roughest terrain and now we've got the best elements possible and we're good. <laughs> do our wheels work for both inside and outside or do we need to change the wheels when we go inside? I think outdoor wheels can go indoor, but indoor wheels have a tougher time outside. I think that's what it is. I think you're right. But also, I'd have to look it up. (laughs) I definitely know indoor wheels don't go outside because I bought some indoor skates years ago from a thrift store, tried to skate outside, Mm -hmm. and felt every rock (laughs) and bump (laughs) through my entire body. It was just like... (laughs) (laughs) It was bad. Speaking of my love of spouting information without actually double-checking. You know Yasser Lester, right? Yes. Yasser, my God. (laughs) So, remember when I was like, I don't know if he wrote this tweet or if it's a real tweet. I I don't know. So, he wrote it and tweeted it. Hold on, let me find it. It's so fucking funny. Mm -hmm. So, Yasser tweeted yesterday... He's been doing real silly things 
uh, about the movement because companies have been doing a lot of silly things. Like so, fedoras for justice or whatever. Fedoras for justice, raise an eyebrow for justice, where he asked white people to shave their eyebrows. And some, I don't know if he actually got anyone to do it, but so he tweeted <laughs> with the Jersey Mike's logo. We here at Jersey Mike's are always striving for greatness with our sandwiches, but also in our community. We have listened to the larger cultural conversation and have decided that effective tomorrow, July 1st, our famous BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich, will now be known as BLM, bacon, lettuce, and motto sandwich. (laughs) Black Lives Matter. And he tweeted and said, literally, what is Jersey Mike's doing? And I, like, retweeted it and was like, oh, my God, I can't. And I was like, wait, Yasser's a comedian. I don't think that can't be real. So then I Googled it and then took down the tweet. And then I was like, I should have Googled it before I retweeted it. And then he posted on Instagram. He was like, honestly, this has been a joy to watch. It's it's just been so funny. Uh, he wrote... Um, All right, so it's been 12 hours since I created that fake Jersey Mike's uh, Black Lives Matter post. I'm glad it was genuinely confusing, just like fedoras for freedom and raise your voice, not your eyebrows. We're left with two questions. One, how bad off are we that we thought a corporation would rename a sandwich offensively as a statement of solidarity? Two, why why is no one using Google? It's free. And I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, because Jersey Mike's was truly trending. People were getting upset, being like, what the fuck, Jersey Mike's? Jimmy John's is better anyway. Yeah. What? <laughs> and it's, and they, no, no one looked it up. They're just like, this is crazy. It's so wild. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is literally how fake news spreads. Because yeah. Because you can make something seem so. But then also I'm like. These companies have been so performative that I didn't yeah. blink an eye. I was like, of course they did that. Of course. It's like pretty on par with a lot of yes. things that are happening right now. Or it's like, like Amazon's like Black box. Lives Matter. And I'm like, so where was the gear for your black drivers to feel safe during this fucking pandemic? Why don't people have a living wage if you really think Black Lives Matter? Yeah. It's so wild. And then Nicole Thurman, she's really funny. She's on Twitter. Uh, she tweeted something where it was like black, uh, ma- or black, black or no clothing brands after Black Lives Matter. Where it was like white, 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 black box, black box, and then like brown people and flowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like it's so performative. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. I guess like <laughs> thanks for trying, but that's also showing. The lack of diversity behind the scenes. That you didn't have someone to ask, is this okay? You know? Yes. Do people care about this? There's sometimes people behind the scenes who are Black who don't know how to tell their white counterparts that you don't have to wear kente cloth. (laughs) I'll never get over that. This is very true. I will never, ever get over Nancy Pelosi kneeling in kente cloth. (laughs) It really was crazy. I didn't even... Like, that's why I thought the Jersey Mike's thing was real. I was like, honestly, anything can happen. I mean, truly. But, like, I showed you the NASCAR thing where they played the uh, National Black Anthem before. NASCAR has been behind their singular black driver more than, like, more than the NBA, more than the NFL, more than any other Oh, the NBA is great. NBA is good. Are they? Yeah. They let their players, like, be political and 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 voice their opinions. NFL has been very bad for years. There's... (laughs) Starting to try, the but NFL like, is like, you don't play. The owners own you. We'll trade you down whatever fucking river we want. 
The yeah. NFL really reminds me of like Mandingo fighting and <laughs> enslavement. I mean, yeah, it is. It's like, let's get our big black guys to protect our white quarterbacks. Uh-huh. And, if, and then and, they're going to get CTE and murder some white women. Huh? I'm looking at you, OJ. Ooh-ooh! Did we talk about the doc? Did you watch that documentary? Did I talk to you about this? The Made I in America watch, documentary? No, I did watch the must-see TV uh, FX series, OJ Simpson and American Horror Story. No, wait, American Crime Story. <laughs> but let's be real. It was a it's horror a, story. It's a horror story, yes. I watched the uh, Made in America doc recently and was like, Wow, I can't believe how much evidence there was to prove that he did it. (laughs) He did it! I thought, I guess I was definitely aware of the case when it was going on. And I was like, I guess it was so confusing. And then I watched this documentary and was like, it couldn't have been clearer. But Mm -hmm. there was a lot of shit happening in society at the same time. The LA riots. I truly think he was found innocent to be like, here, Black people, that you can have this one thing. You can have your murderer. And I was like, wait, no, just stop beating people in the street. Well, it was a a very Black jury. (laughs) And I think think from the beginning, they were like, I'm not putting a Black man in prison. (laughs) I don't care what he did. (laughs) I would be terrible on a jury. I'm biased. I would be like, (laughs) a Black, no. A white go. Like <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'd be like, you cute, you can't go to jail. You're ugly. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have to see you for a minute. <laughs> like I would not be good. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if there was ever a thought to have like blind juries. Like or, not be. like the people are literally blind. No, no, but, you know, I like, get it. But like yeah. a screen or something. Yeah. So you're in not between. like But then there's voice bias. The way people yeah. sound is a bias. It's really yeah. interesting the way that, like, biases are ingrained in our brains. Yeah. But one of my favorite things, a friend was telling me about the doc that you had seen about OJ where she was like, yeah, OJ, they were like, these shoes, these footprints we found at the crime scene were only bought by two people in the state of California. One was OJ and the second <laughs> one was OJ. I'm kidding. It was like somebody else, but I was like, It was yeah. like, the shoes were like, there were only 200 pair and he had one of them <laughs> and he, and they had video footage of him wearing them like on the football field and he's like i wouldn't wear those ugly shoes and everyone's like we you have did. it's and almost the glove a- oh sorry yeah the glove uh was like from bloomingdale's or something <laughs> and then they had a bloomingdale's <laughs> clerk go on the witness stand <laughs> to be like um well we have a receipt from nicole brown simpson <laughs> <laughs> for these black gloves size large <laughs> and and he's like i mean where would i even get these gloves <laughs> he's like from your wife your wife bought them for you it's so fun it's almost as if there was a video that the jury was shown that was like oj simpson waving being like i murdered them both and maybe others <laughs> i'm going for a ride now and everyone was like not guilty <laughs> basically yeah but it was like the prosecuting st- team did a did a bad job, which mm-hmm. really sucked. They bl- they brought they w- it was two white people, and then they saw that Johnny Cochran got hired on OJ's team, who's mm-hmm. like the star black uh, lawyer, and so then they hired last minute a black lawyer, mm-hmm. and then the jury's like, "Who the fuck is this? This guy mm-hmm. wasn't here 
during the pretrial stuff. Now, now you have a black lawyer. That's okay, like performative inclusion. We see through it. We can see through it. Yeah, it looks so fake. And then they brought so the guy who found the glove, the cop who found the glove, Mark Furman, hmm. is like has been racist for mm-hmm. years. Had like mm-hmm. seventeen complaints against him for like police brutality and racism and shit like that. And he found the glove and then the Cochrane team was like, oh, we're going to exploit the hell out of this. And they were mm-hmm. like, he's racist. He's trying to frame a black man. Da, 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 da. And then, uh, you know, Furman was like just very calm being like, no, I'm not racist. This is all hearsay. And then uh, a, a film director that he met with years ago, like she was putting a film together about the LAPD. And then he did an interview for it, like hours of interview where he said the N-word <laughs> multiple times. He said he wanted to move to South Africa where he could kill N-words for free or like kill in, or not get kill N-words and not get reprimanded for it. He oh, just said boy. all this crazy shit and she just played it in court. And then I think that was like truly the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. The, the jury was like, okay, <laughs> fuck everybody. <laughs> OJ's free. So wild. I yeah. imagine, like, I... Oh, man, if uh, Mark Furman were around today, he probably he would have been on so many police podcasts. And they'd be like, uh, we found these podcasts of you saying the N-word? Oh, God, he's yeah. Like, uh, what do you mean? Well, the crazy thing, he was in the documentary, like, recapping what had gone on. And he was like, yeah, I had a few bad years. And I was like, the fuck? That is hilarious. <laughs> bad bad That is years. so funny. Well, I mean, with a lot of these people's apologies for... Like, in the comedy world and just in general, it's just, like, those... What I said a couple days ago does not reflect who I am today. I had a couple bad hours last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is now Wednesday. That is eight days past when I said what I said. But I don't... Don't let that affect what you think of me today, because I'm different than who I was eight days ago. Uh, thank you. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. I don't think I've ever said anything, like horrifically racist that would make people upset enough to be like, Nicole! And then me go, sorry, that was years ago. (laughs) I just don't don't see it for myself. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine I have. Not like, not like that. Like, no, not not a slur or like, (laughs) just like horribly offending a group of people. Yeah, I don't know. I just I can't imagine doing that for for funnies. Yeah, <laughs> or just or doing that like in life and being like fine with it in a professional setting. He was saying mm-hmm. most of this shit at work. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, to serve and protect. That is what the, the cops question. do. <laughs> that is what the cops do. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Although I I read again. This is uh, things I read but didn't read fully. Apparently, L.A. is moving to defund the police a little bit. A little bit, I think by like 30%. Yeah. And they are implementing non-aggressive people to uh, engage with like non-aggressive like disputes that are happening. And I was like, honestly, yes. I Yes, please. Like if I'm arguing, like I remember... I got into an altercation with a roommate. Um, her mother was, like, calling the cops, so then I called the cops. And then these police officers came into my apartment with, like, guns. They weren't drawn, but, like, guns in the holster. And, like, that's scary. 
I was yeah. like, it's truly just like we were fighting. Her mom got overly aggressive. She did throw a can of no, she spit at me, so I threw a can of soda at her. But like, <laughs> there was no need for like a cop, like a mitigate, like someone to just be like, hey, no, you leave, you leave, goodbye. Like it didn't. Yeah, escalate. you don't need. Like, we didn't need armed. I think like six officers in. in my house. Oof. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, they definitely need a different version of a mediator to come in and yeah. not. Because if you're the only one with a gun, like. Mm-hmm. You can't just be showing up to places with guns and they and you no one said there was a gun on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like there no one said that there's people potentially shooting things up. Yeah. And then you show up with a gun? Why? Yeah, you should have enough skills in your set to be able to di- like un like I don't know, disarm an unarmed person. I don't know. Like if they're getting violent to be able to like zip tie them or something. Like you yes. don't have to shoot them. You have a taser, you have your hands that are hopefully <laughs> Old enough to like figure out mm-hmm. some sort of, I don't know, hold that's not a choke hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord. Lord. Oh, Lord. This is such a fun episode. We talked about OJ, roller skating, and police brutality. We really <laughs> got the whole gamut. <laughs> oh, but boy. it's not so different. Honestly, those, all those things are tied. They are. Uh, let's see, what else can I tie to it? Hmm. My shoulders hurt from pole dancing. <laughs> and pole dancing is also a thing that white people have taken from black dancers sure and have, have. Uh, demonized and made it uh-huh. into a, a gross uh, sex work job when it really is, ju- is just work. <laughs> yeah, I did a, an interview. I won't say with whom, but uh, <laughs> I didn't realize how early in the morning it was. And... I wrote it down different in my planner, and when I logged on to the FaceTime call, uh, the host said, so uh, they're making me say this, it's written down, but you have a book called Very Fat, Very Brave, and I was like, yeah, you can say it as my book. And then he was like, also, you've been getting into things during quarantine? I mean, I don't want to say this out loud, but they're making me say it. You're into pole dancing and roller skating? And I was like, there's nothing wrong with pole dancing. I was, in hindsight, I could have like been nicer about it. But I was like, it is 6 a.m. my time. And you are shaming. It's, I'm not really awake to be shamed. Like, Mm -hmm. wait at least till noon to fucking shame somebody for doing something. (laughs) But then they also showed a funny picture. And I was like, I'm not, it's not, at least for me, I'm not like salacious and sexy with it. That's not my vibe. But I was like. You've never seen a pole dancer and been impressed? You stupid piece of shit. I shouldn't call him that. He's a fine person, but I've never had a good interview on that show. So, oh boy, and I'll live forever on the internet. And <laughs> that's the shittiest thing about interviews. Like, you can have your worst interview is forever around for everybody to see. Yeah. Yup. Oh, well, what can you do? What can you do? I remember when we went to, um, jumbos and saw a dancer who was like really aggressive on the pole mm-hmm. and you were like i want to be violent <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're like when i learn how to pole dance i want to be a violent dancer mm-hmm. and i believe you'll get there yeah i mean that is the ultimate goal to be able to dance in a way that scares people <laughs> like i'm not looking to be sexy whatsoever like i want to slam on my pussy 
in a split, like a drop split from the top of the pole and have people be like, that must have hurt, but she has not stopped moving. Also, is she going to hurt me today? Like, that's what I want. Like, if I, I want to fuck her, but I'm club, afraid yeah. I might die. Mm-hmm. Like, if I dance in a club, I want people to give me their money because they're afraid of what I'll do if they don't give me, my like, the money. Do you know? <laughs> that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, that's, like, my goal with roller skating, too. Like, I want to be, like, aggressively graceful. Mm-hmm. Like, just do lots of spins and stuff and then stop the spin and be like, and what? <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, I did it. You impressed. Yeah, what are you like, going to huh? fucking do? <laughs> yeah, I just, just clap, I guess. It looked great. Yeah, that's, I. everything I do, I do with a little bit of aggression. And that's what I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an aggressive yeah. lady. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have zero idea what that means. <laughs> I do feel like a lot of people use that as an excuse for anything. Uh-huh. Like, They're like, is she on the floor? I'm such a Gemini. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I keep crashing my car. I'm a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked your boyfriend and your daddy. Such a Leo. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like, I want to meet her. I think she's really funny. <laughs> Imagine your friend fucked your boyfriend and and when you confronted her, she was like, oh, no, and your daddy. And then was like, tee-hee-hee, uh, such a Leo. I, that is very funny. She's fun. Uh, I like her. <laughs> you got to keep her at arm's distance. But I don't. I don't have a boyfriend and my daddy's dead. What are you going to do, dig him up and fuck his ashes? Yeah. <laughs> what if she does, Nicole? Would you Honestly, be okay with that? <laughs> yes. Yes. I would be like, girl. You flew during a pandemic to New Jersey to, a, like, the beach where, like, his ashes probably aren't anymore. And you, you fuck, you put dirt in your pussy. And just to say you fucked my daddy, you're my best friend forever. <laughs> Get out this year. I have a new best friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to fuck the beach for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Please fuck my sandy daddy. <laughs> my sandy dad daddy. My sandy daddy. <laughs> Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org slash future. That's PlannedParenthood.org slash future. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada. 
And, you know, people talk and you're just like, oh, my God, this is annoying. And then you just hit an unsubscribe on a bunch of things you got subscribed to on your email. And you're like, what is happening? And I know you've dealt with yada yada before. Like when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding in the deep and in fine print or bills that seem to keep going up for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have elsewhere. And yes, it's possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Stop by one of our over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora Jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Uh, should we do a quizzy poo? Let's do a quiz. Kimmy's looking for a quiz. Kimmy's looking for a quiz. Okay. Um, let's do. Which one are you leaning towards? I'm kind of. Well, I'm confused but intrigued by which Disney princess are you based on a sushi roll you build? Sure. It's got a lot going on. Yeah, BuzzFeed quizzes are literally insane. <laughs> like they're so dumb. I <laughs> they're really silly. Yeah. Okay. Pick a pick fish. A fish. Salmon. Tuna. Shrimp. Tempura. No thanks. I like salmon. I'm gonna go with no thanks. Oh yeah, you're vegan. I also just don't like fish. Mm. Pick a rice. Pick a rice. Um. White, white rice. rice. Oh, brown rice. <laughs> Either one will do. No rice. Uh, white rice. I love white sticky rice. I'll say white rice as well. I try to avoid white rice, but I feel like in a sushi roll, that's best. Mm. Pick a filling. Avocado. Cream cheese. Ew. Asparagus. <laughs> Green beans. Who's fucking filling up their sushi with cream cheese? 
Mm. Cream cheese goes in cake <laughs> or a bagel. I can't believe cake was your first option for what cream <laughs> cheese goes into. A cheesecake. Obviously, cream cheese, we all know. A cheesecake. Cake. Oh, are you making a, a cheesecake now? It's written down. <laughs> um, I'm going to say avocado. Oh, I don't know if I want I guess I'll say avocado too. Yeah. <coughs> I don't think I've had green beans in a sushi roll. Me or either. Asparagus. Pick a topping. Sesame, Sesame seeds. Fish. <laughs> avocado. Nothing. Well, I think I'm going to say avocado. I'm going to say sesame seeds because <clears throat> I already have fish and avocado inside of the sushi. Okay. So I am Mulan. Oh. It's Mulan. You're Mulan. You, you're very ambitious and hate being compared to anyone. Oh. You're incredibly powerful and never let anyone or anything stand in your way. Okay. Okay. I am also Mulan. Whoa. I'm very ambitious and hate being compared to anyone. I'm very incredibly powerful and never let anyone or anything stand in my way. Huh. This was a bad quiz. Yeah, I didn't understand the, like, <laughs> wait a minute. <gasps> what if they're all Mulan? That'd be so fucked up. That wait. would be fucked up. All right, let's do it again. We should take and another, I'm going to yeah. pick all of the opposites. Yeah. Bubby's so mad. <laughs> okay. Pick a fish. Tuna. Ew. And I'm, I'm going to say shrimp tempura. Um, pick a rice. Um, I'm going to say either one will do. I'll say no rice. Ooh. Pick a filling. You know I'm going with cream cheese because it's wild. I'm going to say <laughs> asparagus because why? <laughs> <laughs> um, pick a topping. You better believe I'm gonna slap more fish on my fish. <laughs> I'm gonna say nothing. Oh, okay, they're different. Oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, Oof. cool. Okay. Tiana, you're Tiana. You're very loving, and you're an amazing cook. You love hmm. your family more than anything. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not true. So that's wrong. Uh, you love your family more than anything. Also not true. Uh, and people admire <laughs> how selfless you are. Mm, I don't know about that either. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So this is, okay. Ariel, you're Ariel. You have an adventurous personality and you don't like to follow the rules. Sometimes you get yourself in trouble with your wild ideas and rash decisions. Yeah, because I put cream cheese in a sushi <laughs> roll. But you're smart and confident, so you usually find your way out. I think this is it. But, like, I am not eating sushi with cream cheese. Mm. Yeah. I mean. What? There's a oh. whole thing. It's called a Philly roll. Can we? Can uh, we yeah, just... that's where cream cheese, usually it's a Philly roll. It's like the, at least the first one I ever saw. Have you ever had this, Kimmy? No, because I also don't think cream cheese belongs <laughs> in sushi. Yeah. And if it was invented in Philadelphia, I don't understand why sushi. Mm. It's so weird. It's like a dollop of fucking cream cheese. It looks disgusting. Yeah. Ew. No Baked. You can bake them? <clears throat> no. Who's baking sushi? It's not sushi if you bake it. But a bunch of Americans who want to <laughs> remix the remix the classic. Do you like sushi sashir? I do. What is your favorite sushi sashir? 
What is your favorite sushi sushi? I like uh, saying sushi and sushi together, but I, I had to concentrate a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm, I don't really know names mm. of rolls that much. I think I like a California roll, um, but I like the ones with salmon in it. Mm. And sometimes with a little crunch. <gasps> I'll never forget. I went to this girl's sushi party at uh, Sawa's uh, Japanese Hibachi Grill in New Jersey. Uh, I think it was Long Branch, New Jersey. And I tasted a salmon skin roll. And I felt that skin of that salmon. And I felt the ancestors that were so sad to die to be served at this child's birthday party. It was Mm. so (laughs) gross. Oh, no. So I didn't use sushi for a very long time after that. But now, you better believe, I love sushi. I love an avocado uh, cucumber roll, and that's all I mm, eat. Nice. So technically, I don't like sushi because I don't ever have fish on it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's okay, though. You slap some soy sauce on that bitch, and yum, 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 I love it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Should we solve a crime? A friendship? I would love to solve a crime. <laughs> Did anyone write any crimes in for us? <laughs> yeah, can we give us the crimiest one? <laughs> so, a couple of months ago, we got a call from a listener who had had a bad night out um, and ended up blacking out and waking up in a jail cell and was frustrated with their friends for not looking out for them more. We wanted more info, so we asked for it, and they called back and gave us a little more context, a little more information. Here it is. Hi, this is Dakota, um, the person who submitted a question. Um, uh, just calling back to give more information. I remember I usually drink pretty strong because I am like a little bit bigger. Um, and I was just kind of, I, I don't think I drink more than what I normally would have drank. And I, I usually never black out. That night, we started pre-gaming at my friend's family's house and one of them decided to be the DD for the night and then we went to a frat house and that's the last thing I remember of the night. I got onto a bus and I that's when I guess I blacked out. I don't want this to sound like I'm a bad person or I'm like a crazy partier or something like that because I'm not. I, I usually focus on school but this weekend I guess I let everything go. Um, I was at the bar the whole night with them. I don't remember any of it. Turns out on the way back, I had a panic attack on the bus um, and I was screaming to get off because I just felt like I was in so much panic. Um, at that point, I guess someone tried to grab a hold of me. Um, mind you, I was in a small college town. I am openly LGBT, um, just like something that normally I'm not comfortable with. So I guess I might have pushed them away. Um, at that time, the bus driver stopped the bus, grabbed me, and threw me off the bus where I was then just arrested right then. Um, and I might have had a um, an issue with one of the bus drivers, or um, with the police officers. Again, I was, I mean, in better words, belligerent. Um, and I was arrested for a public intox and another charge that was later dropped. And I woke up the next morning in a jail cell and I 
it was very traumatic. Just so you guys know, in jail, you do not get treated nicely, um, which I should have expected. When I eventually got out, I um, was released into their custody where they could take me home. And it was about maybe 16 hours since I was been arrested. And they showed me videos of um, me that night, just like I was in the bar, just sobbing. And I don't remember. I'm not usually an emotional drunk. It really put me in a, the darkest place in my life that I've been in a long time. And I don't know why, but I, I kind of directed that pain towards them. It was my fault. And the reality is I drank too much um, and I put myself in a situation um, but I was hoping that I would never be in a situation, especially with one of the people being sober. I'm, I'm working on forgiving them in my own time. Um, and I definitely see one of them still. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to move on from that point. From the videos that they recorded that night, I was sobbing on the bar floor. And I just wish at that point that someone would have stepped in, especially the sober one, and been like, you know what? It might be a time for us to go home before I got to the point of no return, but I just, I lost trust in people and I guess I'm working on that, but I really, I really want to thank you guys so much for helping me through this, but am I overreacting or like, do I just, do I just need to forget that this happened and just move on in my life? But thank you so much guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day, weekend. I really care about you guys and you guys make me happy and got me through one of the darkest times so bye mm-hmm. um i mean i feel for this person because it's it sucks it sucks to like wake up in jail they aren't very nice to you in jail although when i went to jail they were pretty nice to me but you know i got a pretty sunny disposition so <laughs> and i wasn't like wasted but uh to me, it sounds like our caller is upset with our designated driver because they're embarrassed of how they behaved. And they think that their designated driver should have intervened so they didn't embarrass themselves. That's not what a designated driver's job is. A designated driver is a person... Because if you're going to put all of that responsibility on the person, who the fuck wants to do that? Like, they offered to be the DD... And that means I take you home from the bar safely. That is literally all that means. It is not their job to try to, you know, persuade you to leave the bar. You were crying on the floor. So maybe in that moment they were like, would you like to go? And you said no. So, like, you, if you blacked out and you can't remember anything, I don't think you can blame anybody. I don't think it's fair. Yeah. Did we already, I can't remember if we did this last time, but do we put it in terms of you and me? Like if you were blackout and I was more sober, because I usually am. We might have, <laughs> but I don't remember, but go for it. Okay, say you're blacked out. I don't remember. <laughs> Hello, who am I? <laughs> and I'm like, Nicole, huh? we, we should probably go. It's getting really late. I don't and- want to. I find a dick. Oh, no, all the dicks are going home, too. You, like, we should definitely go home. And I don't it's... want to. You leave me here with everybody I know. Oh, I don't actually don't think you know any of these people. Steve in the corner is my friend. Steve in the corner is passed out. Like, I don't want you to be left alone here by yourself. I'm I'm definitely going to leave. So That's if you don't good. come. Don't let the door hit you where your people <laughs> snatch you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How rude. Nicole, I can't believe you said that to me. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
you've never talked to me like this before. This is crazy. This is how I feel. You have to leave me here. I love the bar. I love the booze. I love the tunes. The tunes? Well, fine. I'm going to leave you with the tunes. I tried, okay? So uh, that's all I can do. I'm out of here. call you in the morning. I sure okay. hope so. It's the next morning. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hi, Sashir. I can't believe you left me at the bar. But I told you I was leaving, so I don't know. You could have you tried want. harder because Steve in the corner threw me down the stairs. Steve threw you down the stairs? Yeah, it started off as a joke. And I said, Steve, you would never throw me down all of these stairs. And he was like, yeah, I can. And I was like, "You, there's no way you can lift me up over your head. I'm a big girl. But then Steve, like the Incredible Hulk, lifted me over his head and threw me barrel roll style down the stairs. And I honestly blame you. Whoa, whoa. Okay, hold on. I wasn't even there. I don't know how you... I definitely you wasn't there. You could have tried to get me to leave. I tried so hard. I asked multiple times. I told you I was leaving, so you should probably come with me. I know you don't know Steve. So, like, I don't know why you, you stayed. What happened? I took a shot of Frangelico mixed with pickle juice, and I turned around, Ew. and you... <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and you were nowhere to be found. My friend who came to the bar with me left me there. That's not true. No, I definitely tried. You can't blame this on me. I don't even know how I got to the point where you, you, the the situation got escalated that Steve wanted to throw you down the stairs. I'm sorry this happened to you, but like, this is not my fault. Do you know where I woke up? No. In a wheelbarrow. What? I woke up in in a wheelbarrow. Who put you in a wheelbarrow? Steve. Again? Steve? Steve's still in the picture at this point? I said to Steve, there's no way you'll put me in this wheelbarrow. Okay, sounds like you're just daring Steve to do stuff to you. Maybe that's part of the problem. Well, that's where I woke up. He did give me a pillow of napkins, but that's all (laughs) that I had. (laughs) And I blame you. I mean, if you came with me, you could have crashed on my couch. I could have gotten you an Uber to your house. I tried. I, I definitely tried. I, you didn't have to sleep in a wheelbarrow. And it was raining last night. I woke up sopping wet. I <laughs> thought I was in a pool. And it was not. It was a wheelbarrow. Damn. Well, I don't know what to tell you, girl. I just hope you don't go this crazy again. I mean, what I hope is that I can forgive you. <laughs> this All is right. what our caller sounds like. Yeah. To me. I I can see what the caller is saying about, like, um, trust. Because it's like, you would hope that your friend doesn't record. The recording part sucks. Like, the, instead of saying, like, this, this situation needs to be diffused, mm-hmm. they got a camera out to be like, this is hilarious. And, you know, or maybe it was. Or to be like, this is what you were like last night. You were yeah. impossible to reason with. So we took out a camera phone. A camera phone. We should have a fucking phone. I got my biggest camera phone. <laughs> I took out my Nokia. It's got a brand new camera on it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that that was the point of recording. Unless it was re- like recorded and posted as like a tee-hee-hee. But it could have mm-hmm. been to be like, this is exactly what you were doing. Like yeah. sometimes with a friend who like we have an interesting time during that night and maybe get into an argument about something they did while they were drunk. I will bring up how they acted. I'll be like, you did X, Y, and Z. And it was like really awful. And then if we're like with a group of friends, we're like, did I, 
a lot of times the, like people go, no, 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 you were fine. And I'm like, don't lie to them. Tell them exactly what they did. And then they'll be like, actually, you were really awful. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the camera was, like what the video was used for. I just, yeah. I, I really think like, if you drink, you're responsible for a lot of the actions that you make. Yeah. But I, but do, also, I like, am sympathetic. Yeah, I guess I, I've definitely been too high in public. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I would really appreciate it if someone helps me out in those situations. Because mm-hmm. I'm not cognizant. No, that, not that I, I can't like actively do more than I want to do. When I'm high, I'm just like a vegetable. But I would appreciate it if someone can like make sure I get into an Uber safely or make sure I leave the bar when we're all when we're all leaving or like make sure I'm safe, like my safety is intact. And I know it's not anyone's responsibility. But you but also if they see me- say these words out loud. I have never seen you in public high and then be like, like just not like I don't you ask you go. Either I'll look at you and be like, oh, no, we got to get our friend home. And you go, yes, please. Or like when we did the Gether show and they're like, do you need someone to get you to your car safely? And I was like, I think we're okay. And you're like, no, we need the help. (laughs) My friend was comatose during that whole taping. (laughs) Yeah, I knew I needed help. (laughs) It was very funny. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, I don't think... I think if you're like, let's go, and then your friend is like, nah, blah, blah, blah. You, and if you tried, you tried. I don't think you should be held at fault for their actions later. Hmm. But I, also, I, yeah. I think maybe everyone could have done a better job here. Like, sure. The person who got too wasted, I, and, you know, I, we heard their explanation. They never get this wasted. It sucks. But they were erratic mm-hmm. and consequences happen because of that that yeah. and that's no one's fault but that person mm-hmm. the friends also need to be responsible for getting the friends home like whenever i go out no matter like in college after college like my 20s i feel like there was just a understanding that when we're going out we're looking out for each other mm-hmm. unless someone's saying i'm trying to fuck leave me alone you know yeah. unless there's like someone explicitly saying don't wait up for me i'm doing mm-hmm. my thing but if you came as a group, the idea is that you all leave safely together. And that's part of the deal. So I don't think all the blame should go on the friends. Mm-hmm. But I do think everyone in the situation could have done a better job of making sure everyone was safe. Yes. But I I agree. But just to play the advocate of the friends, the avocado advocate, uh, or the devil's advocate? Why did I say avocado? Did I say that earlier? Whatever. Um, hmm. I, <laughs> I just, I maintain if you are having an altercation on a bus and a bus driver throws you off a bus and there are police waiting for you, you were a nightmare that whole bus ride, which yeah. means you were probably a nightmare in the bar. I think if you are a nightmare, you the friendship uh, safety net can be retracted. <laughs> and it's like, you go be a nightmare wherever you need to be. And if you end up in, like, I just... But I also understand that it's like in your like 19, 20 years old, look out for your friends, take them home against their will. But like, <laughs> there's only so much you can do. I've been yeah. the drunk friend where like people have been like, okay, well, I'm going to leave you here. Or do you hear this? And I'm like, yes, I can't wait. And then, you know, 
I should have left with them, but what happened happened and that's on me. Yeah. Yeah. I, and so to this person's last question, which was like, um, should I feel bad about this? Or so, I can't remember exactly what it was, but like, mm-hmm. should I feel bad about this or should this be, or should I forget it? I think you can it, honestly feel how you feel. You can either be like, these are not the people I party with, or you can just be like, you know what? That was a bad night. You know, that was one mm-hmm. night. I don't have to, I can learn from this. If I'm trying to get that drunk, <laughs> maybe do it in like someone's home or that I know everyone mm-hmm. where I'm not leaving or like, or just don't get that drunk or, you know, yeah, just, I can learn from this experience. It doesn't have to be an example of who I am as a person or who mm-hmm. my friends are as people. It was just a really bad night and we can all grow from this. Yeah. And I think it also, it's just like, I think, yeah, you just forgive your friends and then you've learned something. Or if, like, another friend gets too drunk, maybe you're the one who's like, we can't leave her here or leave him here. You know, we take care of each other. And then you, like, set that rule. I know. It's it's a tough... I think everyone's a little bit in the wrong. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, yeah, maybe this is, will open an opportunity to talk about yeah. rules. Like, mm-hmm. if maybe it's like, okay... This person can't get so wasted that they do that again. So maybe if you start getting too crazy, but like we'll reel you in and you mm-hmm. have to listen. Or what, you know, like here's here are the parameters of the group, you know? If you start getting crazy, mm-hmm. we're leaving. But, and you yeah. cannot blame us. You just got to make sure you don't get that to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe also if you've never been that drunk before and you were at a front house... I don't want to, like, insinuate something, but if you were, like, erratic and blacked out, maybe you got to look at your drink, uh, keep it covered and stuff. Like, I don't want to say you were slipped something, but, like, maybe that's also another thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of interesting points to talk about. But that being said, I think it's, like, keep yourself safe and worry about your friends. And then, like, explain to your friends a little bit. It's, like, when we party, I would like it if you had my back a little bit more. Yeah. Because if you explain that, maybe they can explain what you were doing to cause them to not have your back. Yeah. I think this is more of a, like, learning, we can mm-hmm. move forward and, and adjust our behavior kind of thing. I don't think this person needs to dwell on no. what happened and who could have done yeah. what. Because it happened the way it baby. happened. <laughs> you could be sloppy, baby. Yeah. You could wake up in a wheelbarrow if you want. <laughs> Am I saying wheelbarrow wrong? Is it a wheelbarrow? barrel? Barrel? Barrel. Barrel or barrow? Barrow. Barrow. Wheelbarrow. R-O-W. I was really worried when I kept saying wheelbarrow that I was saying it wrong. And I was like, oh, shit, am I going to seem stupid? But thank God I did not. You got that one right. (laughs) (laughs) Can you even imagine? (laughs) Well, I think we solved all the crimes. We solved Um, all the crimes. (laughs) That's it for this episode of Best Friends. Yeah. You can like it. You can rate it. You can, you can love it. <laughs> you can um, you can email us at NicoleAndSashira at gmail.com. You can call us or text. We have never got, have we gotten text messages before? Yeah, from oh, like 12 have. year olds. Oh, yeah, that 12 year old who likes the show, which is so wild. 424 645 7003. We also have merch that you can, like, wear or hold or yeah. cherish. And you can yeah. get it at podswag.com slash best friends. 
And if you didn't know this, we have a bonus series on Stitcher Premium. You got to check it out. For a month free, you can go to Stitcher Premium, stitcherpremium.com. Oh, my God. For a free <laughs> month of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcherpremium.com and use promo code FRIENDS. Sometimes it's amazing that I cannot read. <laughs> you can read. No, sometimes it's really hard and it's incredible to me because, like, I've been reading no. for a while. You, but you can read. You can sometimes read. Sometimes you can Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. Listen.